0: The Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Michelle V.C. Bockman, Markets Editor and Analyst with Lloyd's List. This week's podcast is delivered from Cyprus, from where I attended the Cyprus Maritime 2022 conference. More than 900 delegates from 35 countries. Gathered at one of Europe's most important maritime clusters to discuss the three C's crises, challenges, and competitiveness. Cyprus Deputy Shipping Minister Vasilios Dimitriatis is our special guest this week. But first up, we're going to be talking about seafarer criminalisation. I want you to listen to this. That was the sound of applause from a standing ovation given at the conference to Captain Lasota, a Polish master with 52 years of experience at sea. He moved many of us present to tears after he finished his speech, telling us all of his wrongful 20 month stint in a Mexican jail. We couldn't help but admire his resilience, courage, and strength through what was a traumatic ordeal for his family and Captain Lasota, an innocent man who lost nearly two years of his life. Seafarer criminalisation is a massive issue for shipping. Captain Lasota attended as a special guest of the Cyprus Shipping Deputy Ministry who wanted to showcase this issue in the most powerful way possible. Captain Lasota's crew on their Cyprus flagship found 240 kilograms of cocaine in the hold at a port in Mexico in July 2019. He correctly reported the discovery to, th- to authorities and correctly followed all procedures. Heavily armed guards arrived at the ship after a five-day investigation and took him to jail and then wrongly detained him, triggering a 20-month campaign for his freedom. We spoke in Limassol at his hotel by the beach about his ordeal. They
1: came with uh, army, guards; army, very heavy. Mm with fighters flying over us, with drones, to arrest us. And they did You support arrest all of us. They even don't allow us to take a medicine. But you have to remember, I still was captain. I have to care about my crown. So I didn't think about what is for me in the moment. I was sure I I am innocent. I had proof I am innocent. In any other country, which is normal, normal uh, system, Benalto system, Mm. I wouldn't keep longer than, let's say, two weeks or three weeks. They take us as common criminal Mexican people from the street, catch by redhead, Mm. thinking that we found the the, uh, starting from the very beginning. Mm. We did all according to the rules in,
0: let's say, like a book. Captain Lesotho won't talk about his time in jail, and that's fair enough. And he reminded us that his family, his wife, his son, and daughter, also suffered while he was in jail. The impact of these uh, events was
1: bigger on them than on me. I was jailed, yes, but I worked before fifty years at sea. That's isolation. I used to be isolated. No big deal. And on them as a common family, got everything down. My wife was working with the Polish because she don't speak any other language, so she was caring about all Polish matters. And my daughter was caring about abroad, daughters, uh, communication with companions. So I didn't knew I have so many friends.
0: As the secretary general of the International Transport and Workers Federation, Stephen Cotton remarked at the conference, the regulators must find a way so that some innocent professional captain does not lose two years of his life. Captain Lesota was on a good ship, he said, with a professional crew and a good owner, and it still took two years to free him.
1: Uh, I fortunately, when I come back after 20 months in very big pressure and tension, I start having uh, problems with sleeping, with concentration. You know, I just got. Fr- one day you're just going out and nobody wants to kill you. <laughs> yes. Right? So that's uh, like it's, it's a big reaction, but mm-hmm. it's settled. I visit some doctors, mm-hmm. say my family visits some mm-hmm. doctors, and now it's okay. We got we go back to normal life almost. Except my wife, which is still under care.
0: Right.
1: Not not big, but, but still we need to watch for her because for her uh, everything is uh, good as long as we don't go back to Mexico.
0: Now we come to Cyprus deputy minister Vasilios Dimitriadis. He's making sure that the island republic punches above its weight when it comes to the very important issues facing European shipping right now.
2: We have tried to actively and constructively work both within the EU and at an international level uh, to find solutions uh, when it comes to especially decarbonisation, which is a very crucial issue because undoubtedly shipping has to have its meaningful contribution to climate change. At the same time, we try to flag that uh, we need global solutions especially of an industry of global character and of a problem that faces no borders. So we, uh, with our, let's say, proposals, richness of expertise, we are always trying to be constructive uh, in the framework of the European Union, especially within the Fit for 55 uh, package, Mm -hmm. uh, but also in the efforts that IMO is doing to revise the initial uh, IMO strategy on greenhouse gases.
0: As well as decarbonisation, Cyprus is also talking with G7 countries and the EU about the implementation of sanctions on Russian exports of oil and a proposed oil price cap.
2: Our primary objective is to find ways to make these sanctions effective. I mean we have all decided uh, for obvious reasons that uh, there should be sanctions against Russia for. Uh, it stance, and of course the invasion to Ukraine. So uh, sanctions, you can never say that sanctions, uh, they bring positive results. You, uh, we are always facing side effects, but we should have targeted uh, sanctions and a framework that harms more uh, the Russian interests than uh, compared to our interests. And when I, I say our interests, I mean like-minded countries within the EU family, the G7. So we have always, throughout these eight packages of sanctions, we have approached uh, uh, as Cyprus the whole um, framework uh, with that uh, in mind, that we need effective uh, sanctions uniformly applied and when it comes to shipping uh, to make sure that Uh, The sanctions uh, will not have, uh, We have uh, less loopholes to minimize the loopholes to the um, less possible uh, extent and uh, of course to try and uh, and if we can safeguard a level playing field because if we just uh, apply sanctions as EU flags and we face a number of ships flagging out uh trusting uh registries that they're not they are not applied to sanctions and then they trade with russia you can imagine that there there is a clear loophole that's why especially for the uh, latest i must say version of the sanctions the eighth package uh, where the oil price cap was presented uh, from the first minute we we were fully aligned with the political decision but When it comes to shipping, we said in order to make this measure more effective, it has to go hand in hand. The political decision has to go hand in hand with the implementing tools. So we need to know uh, who is responsible to monitor the implementation. uh, What is the level of responsibility of each entity? Now, when I mean entity and uh, actors within the the shipping chain, I mean ship owners, ship managers, flag states, port states, coastal states, so we will know clearly how to control and check that uh, the oil that will be carried from Russia to third countries is uh, within uh, the cap that will be accurate. So this is one thing. And the second that we have raised, showing our uh, willingness uh, to make the measure as effective as possible, uh, was to signal that eu and g7 together they only account for 17 percent of the global tanker fleet so it will be good if uh, the eu partners and of course the g7 will accept influence on other registries across the globe uh, to join us in this big uh, let's say coalition uh, to have a big mass of tanker fleet uh, globally to implement the sanctions because if i want to convince our our task and role as a maritime nation with a big shipping industry i need a strong narrative to convince them to abide and enforce and implement the sanctions uh, and not to flag out and so it's one thing just to say to them you have to implement the sanctions uh, and not and to keep Their their vessels under our uh, flags. Uh, And of course, if they see some movements and some influence from other partners uh, to non European registries to do the same, then for us it's a way that we will maintain our fleet and we will enforce and implement the sanctions. We will have ships to enforce the sanctions. Otherwise, we will be without ships. And of course, what uh, we will try to do also with PNI clubs is important. That the recognized mm. group will uh, abide to the sanctions and will not insure ships, but they are also insurance organizations and PNI clubs out of the, I mean, international group, mm. that they can always uh, insure ships. So we need a more mass, more than 55 percent of the global tanker fleet to make this measure as effective as possible.
0: And do, do you think that the regulators in the EU and G7, do they understand those regulatory peculiarities of shipping, for example?
2: Uh, I think uh, I express my satisfaction that especially for the 8th package, uh, our voice was heard, and we've seen that uh, the issues that I just uh, shared with you Are reflected in the 8th package in the sense that uh, we will try and approach other nations uh, to follow and we have to agree together to work together to have uh, a strong enforcement and implementing uh, tools Um, and as Cyprus we have presented 37 uh, questions as guiding tools in order to make uh, uh, this uh, measure more effective. But of course they have to agree first on, on the price, which is not that relevant to shipping, mm-hmm. but then shipping is the vehicle mm-hmm. to apply on mm-hmm. this. But uh, I'm a strong believer that a strong shipping sector it, it will be a, re, a a real driver, a key driver to energy independence and to a carbon neutral economy. That's why we have to keep shipping strong, the more ships we keep on our control, the more they will be in a position to apply all the environmental rules and move towards the carbon neutral economy. And the more ships we will have to carry gas, oil and to have this energy independence with other uh, third countries and nations because we should uh, have always in mind that Russia is not an option
0: anymore. Cyprus's Shipping Minister previously spent time in Brussels working in its transport department, so he knows how the European Commission works, and this works in his favour.
2: Look, I do believe that uh, a true European is the one that uh, brings more Europe to, to his or her country and, uh, and flag uh, his or her country interest to Europe. And this is it's always give and take, but yes, what I'm trying to do here in Cyprus, uh, having the experience uh, from Brussels, is to take uh, uh, all the EU policies and agendas that they have added value and uh, and bring it, or I think inject it in our national policies, but at the same time bring the richness of expertise in shipping uh, of Cyprus uh, to, uh, to be part of the EU uh, maritime policy. So is I think, uh, a twofold uh, uh, objective. One is to bring the EU policies and values to our national strategy, but at the same time, uh, utilize our richness of expertise and use it for the benefit of EU shipping. This is what I'm at least I'm trying to do. I don't know if I will be successful or not, but um, I, I will try to do it uh, to the maximum possible extent. For me, it's very important to promote shipping diplomacy. Mm -hmm. I do believe that uh, this sector could unite states at bilateral and multilateral level. Uh, It could bring together NGOs uh, with the shipping industry because the more we bring them together, the more that's value to what we are doing. If we just talk among ourselves, the message will never go through. But if we have the the courage, and if we dare to be transparent, we can always have uh, NGOs just opposite us uh, to better understand their sensitiveness, their genuine uh, need uh, to contribute uh, to a greener planet, to climate change. But at the same time, they will hear to us. They will hear about our specificities, Uh, the peculiarities of this sector, the international character of this sector. So uh, it's a win-win situation if we strike uh, this balance. And I'm not saying balance, if we have this blend, because only through this blend we can achieve compromises for the benefit of shipping, but also for the benefit of of our planet being greener and uh, uh, heading towards uh, carbon neutral uh, economies.
0: Well, I'll leave it there. And um, thank you very much, Minister, for your time with the Lois this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you in um, you, London soon. And once again, thank you for a lovely conference here in Cyprus.
2: It's a pleasure. And uh, don't forget, you are always welcome to Cyprus.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Thank you.